0: The
1: 77% Hello and welcome to another edition of the 77% show. On this program, we explore the issues impacting the lives of young Africans. I am your host, Mimi Mefo. Today, we are talking about Africa's electricity crisis. Many have to work at night in countries like Zimbabwe just because there is no electricity during the day. In Nigeria, Cameroon, Kenya, and some parts of Ghana, power outages are common, making life unbearable for many. We pay a lot for, for, for the light bill when the bill comes, even though there were, there's no light. So it's like we are just paying for darkness. The electricity crisis affecting many countries in Africa is a significant hindrance to the continent's economic growth, according to experts. But should Africa, with all its resources, be facing such a problem in the first place?
2: Um. Not. Not really. Because I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to. Uh, we've got to go back to where is that electricity um, coming from?
1: Today, seventy-seven percent show dwells on a topic that has been animating debates in Africa, leaving several young people frustrated. Recently, South Africa has faced severe challenges in power generation with daily power blackouts lasting 8 to 10 hours. DW's Tuzo Kumano in Johannesburg would host a panel of young people on the subject. We'll also hear from other young people in Nigeria and elsewhere across the continent. But first, let us take a quick look at what some of you are seeing on our Facebook page, DW Africa. Alex Mose says, that's a good topic, DW. And it comes at a time when our leaders meet together in Ethiopia. That's what they should be discussing. Francis Joe also thinks that the only way forward is for our leaders to take it as a priority, not a political favor for the people. Remember, as young Africans, your opinion would always count. So let us hear what you think on our Facebook page, DW Africa. Numerous African countries are facing persistent power outages, while rural areas continue to lack electricity altogether. The International Energy Agency reported in 2021 that approximately 600 million Africans lacked access to electricity, with 590 million residing in sub-Saharan Africa. Nigeria, Africa's largest country, struggles with an insufficient power supply generating only 4,000 megawatts compared to the required 30,000 megawatts for its population of over 2.10 million. DW Sam Olukoya in Lagos, Nigeria's commercial capital, finds out how residents are coping with these energy challenges. I'm affected by the energy challenges in the sense that it has really paralyzed me, if I may use that word. For example, I can't even put things in my fridge. I, I'm a business person. I use my refrigerator to do a lot of business right now. I can't even do that because all my products is they are all getting spoilt. In spite of that, we pay a lot for 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 the light bill when the bill comes, even though there was there's no light. So it's like we are just paying for darkness even when we cannot even see the light to use we just pay keep paying money for darkness it is so sad as a production manager energy is one of the
0: key factor in production at times we want to produce and there won't be adequate energy to meet the target for the production for that use it really affects our outputs we are managing the situation by improvising Uh, recently we installed uh, the solar panel and then Generators, those Those
1: are the alternatives. Yeah, I'm affected by these energy challenges because I do ice block making and again, I said yogurt. And, you know, when there's no light, there's no way I can make enough ice block to meet the demand of my customers. And again, in yogurt, there has to be light 24-7. 24-7 if you want to preserve the taste of that yogurt. When there is no
2: light, the taste will change. It will start tasting sour.
0: The power outage is so annoying that it has affected me personally. Three weeks ago, I threw a lot of things in my freezer. I had to throw them away because there was no light, and most of the thing got spoiled. My suggestion to how to address the energy challenges in Nigeria is that uh, the government should uh, should increase the power generation.
1: Those are young people in Nigeria, speaking to D.W. Sam Olokuya. And in South Africa, as the nation gears up for the upcoming national elections, the shortage of electricity has emerged as a contentious election issue due to prolonged blackouts. According to power availability statistics compiled by independent energy analysts, Pieter Jordan, between January and August 2023, South Africa endured 1,296 hours of load shedding, hmm, equivalent to nearly 2 full months without electricity. Despite the appointment of an energy minister by President Cyril Ramaphosa in March, power cuts continue. Tuzo Kumalo joins us for Johannesburg where young people in the township of Tembisa would shed light on the impact of these cuts on their daily lives. Hello Tuzo. Thank you Mimi
3: Mefo. Welcome to the 77% debate coming to you live from Tembisa in Johannesburg, South Africa. With me here is a group of young people and we're discussing the energy crisis in the country. For over 15 years now, South Africa has been experiencing serious power cuts due to shortage of electricity. But how has this affected young people? To unpack the effects of these power cuts on young people, with me here are the following young people. Mavimbela, Banda, Lebo Aluta Temani, Vela Mbolambi, Peggy, and Welcome to our program guys. Thank you. you. All right, uh, to you, Apollo. To what extent does the current uh, power crisis affect the young people?
4: It affects us greatly because uh, now, as young people go to school, um, especially the metrics, they are unable to study at night because of the the electricity crisis, like load shading. We are not being accepted in universities, in colleges, because of our lower level marks. And due to that, um, the, the young people, they have stress, they are unemployed. And because of that, they end up what, consuming drugs.
3: Who, who, who do you think is to blame for all this mess that's affecting so much the future of young people?
4: Um, it's the government. The government only thinks about themselves. It does not care about other people who are under them.
3: Looking wider into Africa, what are the root causes exactly? Because many countries are suffering from this problem. There is a lot of corruption in South in Africa. Like Africa as a whole, and then it's even worse in South Africa. That's when the the, the problems that they are failing us. Coming to you, Aluta. This seems to be a big problem.
0: We are just suffering on our own because there is many years that we don't have electricity, and there is there is none.
3: Peggy, tell us again about the phones. You're saying. You use phones, but you can't charge them.
0: Wi-Fi needs electricity to, to wake. When there is no electricity, you cannot use Wi-Fi. And you cannot be able to charge the phone.
3: Coming to Ngobego, companies are shutting down because of this electricity. Does it bring fear?
4: Yes, it does, because it won't be easy for me to get um, jobs, and the job, the job that I want, because all companies will be closed, and my dreams to be fulfilled won't be easy.
3: Who do you think is to blame?
4: I think we have to blame the government because people in the government, they're, they're, when we put them in the government, like when you choose them, they take care of their needs, not our needs. And they do not look after us. Like they do whatever they want.
3: Let me come to you, Mpo. Give us your own experience. What has been your own experience about this load shedding? It's been my worst experience ever because even my fridge, it doesn't work anymore because of load shedding. It's too much. You can't do anything. Even if you go to the toilet, you know that they will make you in the toilet. To those joining us, we are in Tembisa, in Johannesburg, with a group of young people discussing South Africa's electricity shortages, which has become a little bit better, of course, since President Sarah Maposa appointed the Minister of Electricity, but is still there and affecting people. You can also contribute by dropping us a comment under this discussion or go to DW Africa Facebook, where young people are already debating this topic. Talking about comments on Facebook, let us head back to Bonn, where Mimi will be reading some of the reactions from young people across Africa. And when
1: we come back, we'll be discussing the way forward. Thank you, Tuzo. Many countries in Africa are equally battling to supply citizens with adequate electricity. As we can hear from young people, power cuts are hindering their studies, collapsing businesses and directly destroying their future. So what explains this constant power failure and how can it be addressed? I spoke to Theo Achompong, an energy expert in Ghana, and I began by asking him how big the problem is.
2: If you look at the total picture, uh, you have a population that is close to 1.2 or so billion, and various statistics you know show um, that you only have about half of that population, so around 600 or so million, that have access to electricity um, and another half that don't even have access to power. Um, and this is even become a bit more compounded, particularly by the two recent, you know, shocks, uh, i.e. the COVID-19 pandemic and then uh, the um, Russia-Ukraine war um, and the aftershocks of that on on energy um, prices, given that a number of our um, countries on the continent use thermal power, Uh, which you have to get gas, natural gas, to to, to generate that um, electricity.
1: Yeah, from every indication, the picture is a bleak one uh, because there is an endemic problem of power shortage, particularly electricity in Africa. The question that I have is, should Africa actually be facing such an acute electricity crisis at the moment?
2: Um. Not, not really, because I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to, uh, we've got to go back to where is that electricity um, coming from. Um, In some places, they're using water, so hydroelectricity. They run that through turbines and then generate power out of that. In other places, they use um, a lot of gas. So, for example, in Nigeria, similar in Ghana. In South Africa, you've got a lot of coal that is, you know, uh, at the base of the electricity supply system. On paper or in theory, if you've got the resources, natural resources like gas, you should be able to generate enough power for your people and to drive right industry. The the challenge is that it doesn't always work that way because you need other factors, you know, such as the financing uh, to come in to be able to take those resources and turn them into into power. And that is where a lot of the countries have struggled in the past to be able to generate right enough power for the growing demand.
1: So how can this problem be addressed?
2: Reforming the markets, about allowing private um, sector players to, to play within about tariff pricing, issues to do with subsidies. All of those things come really you know, uh, into play and not until we do that in a systematic manner, then this challenge of how or having rather um, half of your population on the continent not getting access, perhaps, you know, unfortunately may persist a little bit longer than, than we want.
1: That was Theo Achompong, an energy expert speaking to DW. Let's now head back to South Africa and hear more from Tuzo and his guests. Over to you, Tuzo. Thanks Mimi, and thanks to all our listeners for
3: staying with us. I'm still here in Tembisa, Chokhanspik, with my panelists and we are discussing the energy crisis in South Africa and across the African continent. Let me come to you, impo What is your proposed solution to this? The solution is that um, the ruling party is not doing anything for us. So it's failing us. They must give another party a chance. That's it. I'm coming to you now, Lebo. What is your advice to the government?
0: We have lost hope in everything. He lost hope in our government, he lost hope in our entities, so it's just a stumbling box. So these guys, when they are saying it's getting better, it will be fine, you don't believe it? It won't happen, it won't be better.
3: Last, on a daily basis, how does it affect you?
0: I, uh, I can't work. My phone is off, my laptop is off, my fridge is off, my fan is off, so everything doesn't happen when there's no electricity. So it's like, basically we have nothing because of escom they must just do their job. Put people who are competent enough to do what they are supposed to be doing. Because now everybody seems to be doing how they please and when they see fit for them. So if they can just focus, the Minister of Electricity, he knows why he's there. He must just do what he's supposed to do. And then we can all be happy. L- let me end it
3: with you there, Apollo. What are your proposed solutions?
4: They can just provide us with solar panels and the gas stoves. Yeah, that can be the solution to the whole electricity crisis in South Africa.
3: As young people, is there something you can do to be innovative or use technology also to uh, assist your communities in getting electricity?
4: We can come together and discuss some ideas about the technology that needs to be produced in order for us to solve the problem. We will need the government to fulfill these dreams. Do you have any advice to the government? To the government, I can say, as we are the young people living in South Africa, we give them our votes. We we are the ones who have placed them into power. So if they can just think a little bit for us, hear our cry out, hear our problems, and just help us as young people.
3: What's your advice to the government? Stop corruption. They should consider us as people. That's my advice. Thank you, Mpo, for your contribution, and that marks the end of our debate. My great appreciation also to other panelists. I am Tuso Kumalo in Johannesburg, South Africa. I now hand you back to Mimi in Bonn to conclude our show.
1: Many thanks, Tuzo. It was wonderful to hear from you and your panelists. I understood from the panelists and our experts that policymakers have to do a little bit more to provide the most basic needs to the population, which is electricity. Let's quickly read these comments from our Facebook. We have Nduti Vitu saying that corruption and Western influence, according to him, that is the problem. And we have this comment from Jox Jose, who thinks that it's a very important topic. I believe Africa has the willpower to do solar farms, if only they would be united as a brotherhood and put African development first. We can achieve more, he adds. And Joves Bob says that, nice topic, the hydroelectric power companies in Africa are toying with Africa and the government just sits and allows them to have their way We sincerely appreciate all your comments. If you want to be part of this discussion, please head to our Facebook page. The platform is DW Africa. And that wraps this week's edition of the 77% show. If you would like to revisit this insightful discussion, you can find the show on our website, dw.com forward slash Africa, or simply search for DW Africa on Spotify. I am Mimi Mefo, and thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, goodbye.